I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is getting you ready for the 2024 NFL Draft. I'm your host, Andrew Levy, and I'll be delivering two shows a week to make sure you're caught up on the very latest NFL news, including every free agency move and how it changes the draft needs of your favorite team. Draft experts and talent scouts, mock drafts, and a few shock drafts, too. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is already on the clock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official Challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, thanks for downloading this podcast. If you want to listen live, be sure to download the iHeartRadio app and search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Thanks for listening and enjoy the show. It's time to play! Full-time fantasy. Full-time fantasy. All right, it's Dr. Roto. Get out the insurance cards. Get out the copay. The office is open, my friends. Rodos, you ever heard of that song, They Might Be Giants? I think it was a rock band, They Might Be Giants. No. It was like the uh, It's Symbols, Not Constance Opal. Do you know that song? I don't. don't Maybe if thing? I hear it, I do, but I don't know it by name. I was by Papoose. No, no, I think it's by They Might Be Giants. And that is what we're looking at tomorrow night, dude. They might be the Giants out there, but nobody that you know will be playing. Yeah, I mean, they're obviously scared. Uh, they don't want to get their top players beat up, so they pulled out. Wouldn't you be? No. You're a professional, man. Go out there and play. <laughs> no Barkley, no Gallman, no Shepard, no Engram. Do you think they're going to give like a free anything at Foxborough tomorrow night? Why? It's like a preseason game. Uh, essentially, it is. I mean, really, again, you're only watching for fantasy purposes and gambling. Uh, that's pretty much it. Uh, fantasy from a Giants perspective, I mean, it's really difficult to play anyone. I mean, Golden it, Tate? Even so, do you really feel good about it? Rhett Ellison. Again, you have to be desperate. I know four teams are on bye and there's some tight end issues, but really you don't want to play anyone. I mean, Hilleman, I, I am going to actually put in some bids, not a lot, because I am desperate at running back in a couple leagues. Uh, and I even wrote in the waiver wire, you have to be desperate. I know it's a starting running back, but you saw last week he had 10 touches for 24 yards, and that was against the Vikings. I mean, the Patriots have just been insane defensively this year. So. It's an ugly spot. I, I wouldn't want to play any Giants if I had the choice. Yeah. I have Daniel Jones going for me and no Scott Fishbowl. Oh, really? Oh, What's well, my choice? Is, well, I have yeah. Josh Allen on by. Okay. Yeah, I guess you, I guess you have to. Or you could, you could, it's a super flex league. 
So you I can't have no quarterback. I've oh, got one. Oh, those are your two quarterbacks. <laughs> yeah, those are my two quarterbacks, Jones and Allen. Yeah, yeah. I guess you got to start them. <laughs> luckily, luckily, by the grace of God, the team I'm playing is not very good. So I don't know if I can win this week, but I, I probably have a better chance of keeping it close than most weeks. Yeah, I mean the. The points really matter in that league more, too. It's kind of like a high-stakes league. I mean, I, I don't even know the exact rules. So Isn't it record, though? So record gets you in as well if you win a certain number of games, I think. Yeah, no, they do matter. So, yeah, if you can get that W, that helps. I'm 5-0, uh, Ronas. I mean, if I can get two really? more wins. Yeah, if I get two more wins, I might be able to get in this thing. I have a good amount of points, but I'm 2-3. and three, But I feel like um, I got a good amount of points. Yeah, I'm over 1,000 points. Oh, so am I. Aren't you special? No, I, I don't. I think I'm like third in my division in points, actually. But it's, uh, I don't know. I never do well in that league. Last year was the first time I made the playoffs in that league ever. Yeah, last year I didn't. I think two years ago I did. But yeah, I mean, look, it's you need you're playing against so many teams that you just need so many things to break right, and it's a different scoring format. So uh, you just kind of do with the best you can. You know, I'm I'm hurting at tight end. Uh, got a zero last week from Olsen. I only have Olsen and Hunter Henry. That's it. Well, Olson. Well, look, Hunter he's got Henry. A good matchup this week. Olsen, yeah. Well, Olson's got a great matchup. The only problem is you can't use him in DFS because they're playing in the morning game. Right. But uh, Hunter Henry, there's rumors that he might be out there this week. Well, I I just need him next week because Olson's on by. So if he can come back next week, then I'll be good. There's a lot of guys who are talking about it. Tyreek Hill possibly could play. How good would that be? Yeah, I mean. People have been waiting for him. It certainly would give a boost to the Chiefs offense. So I think he does play. He was starting to practice last week, and there were some signs that maybe he could be back. They obviously took the cautious approach. But I would think uh, Tyreek Hill is going to play this week. The only problem is you can never mimic getting pounded on the ground. I mean, like, how does his shoulder hold up if he gets slammed? Yeah, and I think that's the one concern they probably have, which is why they've kind of waited it out here, uh, but I would think that the doctors will make the best decision and decide whether he's good to go. They have to take that into account. It's not just, all right, yeah, he, he's fine. Okay, can he be able to withstand a big hit uh, if he's taken down hard to the turf? And I, and I hope that they don't bring him in on punts. Right? It's not the playoffs. In the playoffs, you want to... See, I always feel like it's the old Jason Seahorn thing. Remember Jason Seahorn did his knee on that yeah. kick return? Like, I never want to see a superstar back there unless it's like the fourth quarter, three minutes to go, or a playoff game. Whenever I saw Antonio Brown or Tyreek Hill, I hate it. Uh, they had Beckham return a punt with five minutes left in the game the other night, and I, I don't understand why he was out there. That was after they took Baker out, and they had Beckham out there returning a punt. Right, when you're, when you're down 28-3. to three. Yeah, it makes no sense. Yeah, well, that's the Cleveland Browns for And they left Nick Chubb in the game, too, late. So it's like, all right, we're going to pull him in the goal line in week one for Dontrell Hilliard, but in a 31-3 game, we're going to leave him out there with four minutes to go. Okay, guys. Look, you don't know what's going through Freddie Kitchen's brain. He's a very bright man. He doesn't know what's going through his brain, obviously. <laughs> the way he has been out there, geez, it's, it's terrible. Yeah, sometimes you just got to pull everybody off the, off the field. Yeah, when you're down that late, I think they punted with six minutes left. So that basically said, all right, we're done. So if that's the case, take out all your important players. I mean, could you imagine if Beckham had gotten hurt in that punt return? I mean, oh the, way, that, the oh. way their season is going, I'm surprised it didn't happen. Dude, I think they would lynch Freddie Kitchens in Cleveland if that happened. I mean, you should anyway. I mean, I had said it at the time. I'm like, what are they doing? Why is he out there? I don't get it. I, I, I get if you're down by 10. Right. And no, that's a fine. Shot. It's a but blowout. But when you're down by like more than 14, it's over. Just end it. 
what what's the best case scenario? He returns a punt for a touchdown. Great. What? Now you're down 28-10? Okay, you're still not coming back. There's only negative things that can go wrong. He can get hurt. No, I know that's true. All right, good news in Kansas City and bad news in Kansas City. Pat Mahomes says his ankle's fine, but Sammy Watkins is a DNP. I don't think Watkins is playing, dude. I think Watkins will play next in 2022. <laughs> nah, that's just, what he's healthy. <laughs> that's just it, he's just he's one of the most frustrating players, and I'm just glad that I didn't get him in in most leagues. Only one, and again, I said it because he just fell and fell. It was my home league. I'm like, wow. What round? Paid. What round was it? It was he was my sixth wide receiver talk. It wow. was probably round nine or ten. Yeah, you got to like he just fell. I'm like, what the hell's going on here? Why is he still here? And I said, all right, I'll take him because he's not in my starting lineup. And of course, he wasn't in week one when he went off. Yeah, no, it's it's. Look, I I like Sammy. I told you his 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 answer is oh, my bank teller. He's I nice like that since he came in the NFL. He's just not lived up to expectations. He had like one really big year for the Bills. He's been well, banged he was up. injured. He had right, bad feet. and it's the Bills. I mean, the Bills have just kind of uh, messed up receivers. Look at all the receivers who have left the Bills that have been good. Robert Woods. We can go on and on. So that's part of it. But in the Kansas City offense, there's no excuse anymore. I don't think you're going to be able to say that about the Bills anymore with Josh Allen there. We'll see. Tyrod Taylor was terrible. They just got rid of all the talent, though. That's That's the problem. That's true. All right, guys, we'll be back talking more. There's some big injuries, including a New York Jet. We'll return right after this. DailyRoto.com. Learn from the game's best DFS players. We don't just give you premier advice. We play every day. All major sports, all year round, we never stop. Industry-leading DFS tools and custom projections. And now, the DailyRoto.com Optimizer. In minutes, build an optimized lineup for cash games and tourneys. Learn from the game's best DFS players. Join DailyRoto.com. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rock the baby to sleep and slam dunk. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is getting you ready for the 2024 NFL Draft. I'm your host, Andrew Levy, and I'll be delivering two shows a week to make sure you're caught up on the very latest NFL news, including every free agency move and how it changes the draft needs of your favorite team. Draft experts and talent scouts, mock drafts, and a few shock drafts, too. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is already on the clock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And guess what? 
So are we. Just in case you forgot, I'm Tori Deal. I'm a six-time finalist and a challenge champion. And I'm Anissa Ferrer, and I've been gracing your screens for the last two decades. I am a veteran challenger and challenge all-star. And speaking of all-stars, All-Stars 4 is finally here. I'm going to be honest. I literally thought this day was never going to come. Well, the challenge gods have answered our prayers, and we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, redemption seekers, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. Anyone can win, relationships matter, and only one all-star will claim the title of challenge champion. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, we're back. We're full-time fantasy. Dr. Rota here along with Adam Ronas. Remember, check us out at fulltimefantasy.com. Enter the promo code ROTO50 or ronas 50 We'll get you 50% off your first two months. And you'll be so happy you joined us. And maybe, just maybe, you won a fantasy football championship. All right, if things weren't just bad for the Jets, Ronas, word is out that Chris Herndon injured his hamstring on Friday running some uh, routes in practice. And I don't think he plays this week. I don't think I don't know if he was going to play anyway, but now he's certainly not going to play this week. Yeah, he will not play, and this is just typical Jets. And I think a lot of people were stashed and herned in, waiting for his return because I do think he had the ability to finish as a top ten, top ten tight end the rest of the way. We saw last year he had a good rapport with Darnold, and this kind of sucks. I mean, I have him in several leagues, and I wasn't going to play him this week. Obviously, I've been getting by with other tight ends. He was just someone that I figured. I had the ability to stash on the bench, and now it's like in one league where Everett was out there, I didn't bid on it because I had Herndon and someone else. Um, oh, I cut I cut Herndon now for Everett. I well, tell now, you now now I told that to my friend. We share a team, and I said, you know what, we should probably Everett's out there. So I said we should probably cut Herndon uh, for Everett. Uh, but in my home league, I had Hooper and Herndon, so I'm like, oh, I don't, I don't, I'm not gonna. I put in a bid, but I'm, I didn't go crazy. Obviously, there's always a team that needs someone. Everett went for 144 today. Um, so Woo! that's a big number, dude. That's a big number. Yeah, I never pay that. There's a well. It depends. I mean, if you have no tight end, uh, I know Ebron was dropped, so I don't know if that team had another tight end. Or I just wouldn't pay that one. money on, on Everett because he splits time with with Higby. Well, he's got a big contract. He's been nah, but Everett's been playing more snaps than Higby. The the concern that I have for Everett is Goff threw 117 passes the last two weeks, and I just don't think that's gonna be able to keep up every single week. Uh, I still haven't seen anything on Brandon Cooks. If he doesn't play, that helps Everett. Uh, Everett is good, and I think also part of it is the offensive line isn't as good. So Goff doesn't have time to go deep, and he's throwing more short passes to Cup and Everett. So. that offensive line is, is is really decimated. I don't know. Yeah. They lose a couple of guys or they're injured? They did, or? yeah. They did. Yeah. They lost a couple of guys. And, you know, you see it. I mean, look, Gurley is, uh, you know, averaging 3.9 yards per carry. He's been under 3.9 in four or five games. And uh, he's been saved by touchdowns. He has five touchdowns. But he really, you know, I guess part of it is the workload. Part of it is their defense isn't as good. You know, they were in a shootout with Seattle. Uh, could be another shootout this week. So that's the thing what you have to hope for. If you're picking up Everett, you got to hope that this Rams team becomes more of a pass-first team, which they have been so far. 
Somebody sent me a tweet. Uh, it was, I can't remember, it was two quarterbacks. Let me, I'll, let me check it here, Adam. It was like Jimmy Garoppolo and somebody else. And I'm thinking to myself, why wouldn't you start Garoppolo? I mean, the Rams' defense has been terrible. Oh, yeah, Minshew versus New Orleans or Jimmy G at the Rams. Now, I like Minshew, too, but, I mean, the Rams have been let up a 1,000 points over the last two weeks. They have, but the 49ers just run the ball so much, you know, and I don't think they deviate away from that. So, I don't know. Minshew has just been so consistent. Multiple touchdown passes in four or five. So, I think I lean him. Uh, The one concern is... You know, the Saints have been better against the pass lately, but, you know, the Panthers were a really good team going in, and and Minshew had a big game. So I kind of lean towards Minshew there just because, you know, Garoppolo, they – they don't open it up for him, and I don't think they will. Now, maybe no, you're but right. the running game opens it up for him. If the if they're running well, they do take chances downfield. Not a ton. I mean, they really didn't last week. I know that was a blowout, but he just really hasn't put up like big numbers this year. I mean, he well, he's always to me like twenty for twenty eight, twenty two for twenty nine. That's that, those are for like two hundred and forty yards. I mean, he's like a, a he doesn't have a good ceiling, but his floor is usually okay. Yeah, I mean, I think Mitchell's floor is higher with the way he's played. Uh, I'd lean towards him if I had to make that choice. All right, fair enough. So what about the choice of the, the Patriots to sign Antonio Brown, who was encouraging the Patriots to re-sign him on us? Yeah, I think he kind of burned that bridge, but stranger things have happened. I, I, don't even, I don't even predict anything with Antonio Brown anymore. Who knows? I mean, this guy could be – who knows? Maybe he's on the Jets by the end of the year. Oh my God! Re- reunited, away. reunited with Le'Veon Bell. <laughs> I mean, I don't know, man. The guy is just—he's out there. Uh, yeah, he basically posted a video saying, "Hey, the Patriots have to pay me, so you might as well play me." And apparently, Brady wanted to keep Antonio, and I can't blame Brady, right? You would want him out there. No, that makes—that actually, in some crazy way, Antonio Brown makes sense. You are paying this guy, so you might as well play him. Well, it depends. I mean, if he's going to be a distraction and disrupt team chemistry, you know, the Patriots do things their way, so. You saw Belichick. He didn't even want to answer the question. So what he says for us from the outside, it's like, yeah, well, if you got to pay the guy, you might use him. But if he's going to be a disruptive force, a distraction, the media is there. You know, some teams don't want to deal with that stuff at all. They just don't want anything. And the Patriots already get enough media coverage because of who they are. And you see how Belichick handles the media. He doesn't give them anything. So they might just say, look, we're fine. We don't need Antonio Brown. Would he help us? Of course. He would help any team. He's still an elite receiver, but they probably just don't want to deal with any of that. See, I think when Randy Moss and Chad Johnson went there, they were told to shut their mouths. And Moss did. To Moss's credit, he said nothing. Uh, Ocho Cinco couldn't hold his tongue. But, I mean, th- you know, Randy Moss stayed there for a bunch of years. I think Antonio Brown could have stayed there if he just shut up. Yeah, I mean, it really, but it was really all the investigative stuff that came out about, you know, the sexual uh, yeah, but he was still commenting on it. Yeah, well, that's where he got in trouble is the text messages. Right. Stop texting people of their of pictures of kids. It's just dumb. It's dumb. I mean, I don't know. I don't know who gives that guy advice, but it's 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 not working. Well, I'm sure he gets advice. He just doesn't listen. Yeah, that's true. All right, Case Keenum is expected to start Week Six against the Dolphins. This was a very safe decision by Bill Callahan. Uh do we like Terry McLaurin because of it? Yeah, I think you liked him regardless. The reason why I didn't like him last week was the Patriots. You know, we knew he was going to go against Gilmore and with McCoy. So 
you know, I saw some people like, oh, well, he's still going to get a ton of targets. Mm, okay, uh, they're going to be quality targets. And what do you have, three for 51? So it wasn't the worst day. But in a week where so many people blew up, you didn't want him in your lineup. And I have him in one league, and he was on my bench. But he'll be back in my lineup this week. Uh, you know, I like McLaurin. I mean, I think that there's there's at least some upside. It's funny, though, when they drafted this year, they took Montez Sweat and Haskins and McLaurin. And people are like, yeah, the Redskins are, you know, they're, they're on to good things. They're, they're getting better. And then it just all imploded. Yeah, it's just bad culture there. Uh, and it's just been a lot of pessimism for years with that team. And they just need to get it right. I mean, Trent Williams doesn't want to play for them. I mean, he's given up seven... 800k a week he's forfeiting because he doesn't want to be on that team what does that say if you're the cleveland browns how are you not offering like 17 first round picks for him i'm sure they've had conversations it seems like the redskins have been i mean that's what they say publicly you don't know what happens behind closed doors but they've been pretty adamant that they, they don't want to trade him which i don't understand if you're not a contender trade him get something he doesn't want to be there. You don't think that the Cleveland Browns would give like a first or a second or a second or a third or something like that? I mean, they need him desperately. Oh, yeah. I mean, look, if they want to turn this around, uh, they need to boost that offensive line. If they're not going to change their play calling, like it just makes no sense. You're, your quarterback's getting pressured. you got guys running deep routes down the field. you got Nick Chubb. You can't throw him a screen to negate the oncoming pressure. Like it's just I know we kind of simplify things, but sometimes simplifying things is the answer. Look, it, it just – the Texans did the right thing getting Tunsil. They did. They gave up a lot. But you don't find left tackles like that any, all, all over the place. So with Trent Williams doesn't come around every – every uh, but so often. No, I know, and they need him. They need him desperately. So I don't know. It just makes no sense. All right, TJ Hawkinson is supposed to practice, but he's still in concussion protocol. If, if you had a guess, 50-50, uh, uh, 60-40, what percent does he play? If he's going to practice, I would say he plays. I say 80-20. I mean, this is a big decision for teams. I know I have him in a league where I kind of need to start him because uh, my other tight end's on bye. So uh, it's in one of our FFWC online leagues. And, you know, the waivers is tonight and Friday. So I kind of need to know. I mean. He was dropped in a couple of my leagues. Oh, really? Yeah. How much did you bid on him? Oh, man. He's going to go. I think he goes for 10 to 15%. I know. I didn't bid that much, but I, I put a bid in just because I didn't want there's to. Gotta just be a team, there's got to be at least one team out there that really needs him that is probably going to be aggressive. So you think over 100, over 100 bucks? I think he goes, yeah, for sure. There's not much on the waivers this week. The tight end is thin as hell. He's just not reliable. No, um, I know. He's not. All right. We'll talk more maybe a little bit NBA and MLB when we return right after this. DailyRoto.com. Learn from the game's best DFS players. We don't just give you premier advice. We play every day. All major sports, all year round, we never stop. Industry-leading DFS tools and custom projections. And now, the DailyRoto.com Optimizer. In minutes, build an optimized lineup for cash games and tourneys. Learn from the game's best DFS players. Join DailyRoto.com. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. 
and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slammed up. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is getting you ready for the 2024 NFL Draft. I'm your host, Andrew Levy, and I'll be delivering two shows a week to make sure you're caught up on the very latest NFL news, including every free agency move and how it changes the draft needs of your favorite team. Draft experts and talent scouts, mock drafts, and a few shock drafts, too. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is already on the clock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And guess what? So are we. Just in case you forgot, I'm Tori Deal. I'm a six-time finalist and a Challenge champion. And I'm Anissa Ferrer, and I've been gracing your screens for the last two decades. I am a veteran challenger and Challenge All-Star. And speaking of All-Stars, All-Stars 4 is finally here. I'm going to be honest. I literally thought this day was never going to come. Well, the Challenge Gods have answered our prayers, and we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, redemption seekers, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. Anyone can win, relationships matter, and only one all-star will claim the title of challenge champion. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, guys, get in the game with DraftKings Sportsbook, where listeners of this show can get a deposit bonus of up to $500. So here's how it works. First, you create a DraftKings Sportsbook account. Secondly, you make a deposit. Then you place your first bet, and DraftKings will match it with a 50% bonus up to $500. So this offer is eligible for all users, plus new users will get a risk-free bet of up to $200. Just go to sportsgrid.com backslash DK to play. That's sportsgrid.com backslash DK. And if you have a gambling problem, please call 1-800-GAMBLER for 21 and over, New Jersey only. Eligibility restrictions apply. See the website for details. All right, let's just talk a little. uh, We'll get back to football in just about a minute or two. NBA. What do you think? The, the, the NBA is in a little pickle here. First of all, was, was Daryl Morey, I, I know you're allowed to say what you want to say. I get that. But sometimes you have to be smarter than he was. That was pretty dumb. Yeah. I mean, look, it all comes down to money like everything. And they got a lot of money and deals with China. So uh, it's obviously taken on a, a huge life here. And it's uh, they started Can you fire taking- him? Can you fire him? I don't think they they will. I mean, I would think it would already happen unless this continues to be a major problem. And I know they're paying them some money. I don't think they want to get rid of them. So it doesn't seem like it. Do you? I mean, do you not realize where you are when you're tweeting that out? Seriously, 
or do you just not care? I don't know. I mean, probably that's the way he felt and didn't think about it. I guess so, but I think it's a real mess because the Chinese love the NBA, dude. There's a lot of money in there for people, especially shoes and stuff like that. Yeah, they already started taking down uh, some advertising for, I think, Lakers. Was it Lakers Nets or Lakers playing someone, I think, tomorrow? Or Lakers Rockets or something? They started taking down the advertisements. There was another thing with the Nets are supposed to go to some, like, children's facility, and they told them, no, thank you. They weren't broadcasting the games. It's a bit of a mess there, dude. Yeah, I mean, we'll see. It's going to be interesting to see how this uh, plays out. All right, MLB. Let's take a look. Rays-Astros game five. Any chance the Rays can win this one? Definitely, man. This is a, a good team. You know, the reason why, I mean, look, I thought Houston would win this series. I think everyone did. Uh, the Rays, though, had one of the best pitching staffs in baseball this year. And the, re the concern I had for them going in was you had Tyler Glasnow and Blake Snell basically coming off injuries, not throwing a lot. Glasnow has been lights out this year. He was one of my breakout pitchers coming into the year. Love him. He was great in the spring. And I knew going over to Tampa Bay they would fix him. Uh, but he wasn't going deep in the game. Snell not going deep in the games. Charlie Morton's been phenomenal. I mean, I wrote about it before the year in our draft kit. Like, people were like, oh, he left Houston. He's going to be bad. No, have you watched this guy pitch the last couple of years? And it's not like he went from Houston to an organization that is terrible with pitching. Tampa's been phenomenal. So, Morton is really good. Uh, Anderson was a good pickup out of the pen. Uh, they just are a really solid team. I mean, I heard a good interview last night with Kevin Kiermeyer, and he basically said, yeah, we have some potential superstars, but we really have – Guys that a lot of people don't know about, but they play really good fundamental baseball, and they're battle-tested. They play in the American League East every year. They have to deal with the Red Sox, the Yankees, and they are competitive with those teams. So, yeah, I, this is a case where there's a lot of pressure on Houston in this game, but they do have Garrett Cole going. Uh, so I still think Houston does win. Uh, they're at home. Uh, they're way better at home. They're not, they haven't been as good on the road in the playoffs, which is why getting that home field is so huge. And Cole will be on regular arrest. And he was just, he's been dominant the entire season. He was dominant last time out. So they're going to expect that from him. And Houston's offense has to get back on track. I mean, that was just, they did nothing offensively yesterday. Uh, did you so, see, uh, did you watch the interview with Tommy Pham after the game? No, I saw uh, it's kind of trending, but I didn't see it. Uh, he's like, Tommy, would you like to thank anybody in your career for helping you get to where you are today? He's like, I thank, my th I thank myself. Well, he's been a guy that's yeah, no, he's been he's been a guy. There was a good article in Sports Illustrated on him, I think last year where he's just a guy that has felt like he's been doubted his whole career. Remember, he made some comments about the Cardinals when he was with them in that story and it kind of, you know, kind of forced them to trade him. So, he's been a guy that felt like he was never given a fair opportunity that there were players who were inferior to him that were given an opportunity to go up to the Cardinals at the big league level before him. So he's kind of held that chip over his shoulder his whole career. And, uh, you know, he's been, a, he's been a good player. And he had a big, big home run off Verlander yesterday. So, look, I mean. I told you I disagree with that move, by the way. I would have rather Verlander go in game five. Yeah, I mean, look, they, he wanted to take the ball. I mean, you do see that some pitchers, you know, his, velo his velocity was there, but his command wasn't. And, uh, you know, we've seen pitchers go on short rest before and pitch well. And Verlander had been lights out in elimination games and just didn't have the crisp location that he usually has yesterday. So uh, I guess they looked at it like, hey, we want to end this if we can. And, you know, worst case scenario, if it has to go five, they have Cole. But this is like great. This is the greatest thing for the Yankees, man, because now they have the potential if the Rays can somehow pull this out, that they're well rested and then they get home field. And even if the Rays don't and the Astros win, 
Now they don't see Verlander to game two, Cole to game three, Granky goes game one. Uh, they had to play a little bit longer. So uh, this all shapes up very well for the Yankees, unfortunately. All right, let's take a look at the National League, the uh, Cardinals against the Braves. Fulton Evich against Jack Flaherty. Fulton Evich was bad in the beginning of the year, but he's gotten pretty good recently. Yeah, he's finally gotten healthy, so I think that has helped uh, for sure. And, uh, you know, this has been a back-and-forth series. Yadier Molina with some big hits. Uh, you know, I think this is two pretty evenly close teams. I think the Braves are a little bit better. You know, I like their lineup. Uh, Acuna in a big spot seems to just thrive. He's had some big hits, so... Um, Oh, I see. Wow, St. Louis is a slight favorite here. Oh, because Flaherty's on the mound. Flattery mm. has been dominant in the second half. So, yeah, the money line is minus 106 on St. Didn't Louis. You, didn't you hate Fulton Epich earlier on in the season? I remember you not liking him. Yeah, because he was going in before he got hurt, fourth, fifth round. I mean, I right. thought that was completely overpaying for him. And, you know, even when he got hurt, he started to slip. Uh, he was a bust, though. I mean, the guy had a 4-5-4 ERA and a one two five whip. So, if someone dropped him and you picked him up and you got him, for a few starts down the stretch, it worked out. But uh, going into the year, you know, February, March, I thought he was completely overvalued. And then the lastly, Dodgers and Nationals. And I know we were talking about this during the break. I don't know if I agree with you. I'm trying to think about what we were talking about, whether if the Dodgers lost this, would this be considered a choke? I, I think it has to be. It's not that the Washington Nationals aren't a good team. It's not that. It's that the Dodgers are a great team, and you just don't expect them to lose in the first round. I, look, that's the way baseball is now, especially when you go with a short series of five games. I said it all year. The, if I'm the Dodgers, the one team I do not want to see in the playoffs is the Nationals. I think they're, they would have beaten the Braves and Cardinals easy. And we'll find out because that matchup can still happen. But the Nationals are really good. The Nationals just played terrible baseball for two, two and a half months. Then they were one of the best teams in baseball. They have Scherzer, Strasburg, and Corbin. And even Adabel Sanchez, people crap on him. He was really good this year. Their weakness is the bullpen. But if you lose today, say they lose one nothing or 2-1, to one, and Strasburg goes seven innings and strikes out 10. I can't look at that as a choke. Steven Strasburg is one of the best pitchers in baseball. He always has been. It's just he hasn't stayed healthy. So I don't look at it like that. I know it's easy to say, well, they won 106 games. But if they lose 2-1 to one and Strasburg just shuts them down, that's what happens in the playoffs. That's but why the answer be that you shouldn't be in that position in the first place. No, because the Nationals are good. I said it before the playoffs. I said it the last two to three months. The Nationals are the one team. If I'm the Dodgers, I don't want to see. That's the and they get them in the first round. I mean, it's unfortunate the way it's set up. Houston and the Dodgers, the I two was just best teams in baseball, how, got the how, worst. Draws. How would you reset it? How would you reset it? Because well, you can't. It seems I mean, the to Nationals make, it seems were to a make, wild card. No, no, it may, right. It makes sense that the wild card team plays the best team, right? But I mean, in, in this case, you would argue that the Twins were the worst team. Uh, they were. I think they were. They didn't have enough pitching. I mean, first of all, they never beat the Yankees, so I knew it was going to be a joke. And because uh, the Rays would have given the Yankees a way better battle. I mean, they I don't know if they would have beat them, but they wouldn't get swept. There's no way they would have gotten swept by the Yankees. The Twins would get swept by any team. I think the Twins are the worst team in the playoffs. I know they hit over 300 home runs this year. They did not have the pitching. I mean, look who they started in game two. Yeah, I mean, that's a team that you look at them and you go, that's an easy fix if they're willing to spend the money. If you could spend the money, that team could go deep in the playoffs next year. Yeah, they got good bats, and I picked them to win the division this year. I thought they were a good team, but you know, once they got to the playoffs, I mean, you could see. I mean, Odorizzi was great the first couple months. He tailed off. Pineda got suspended. They just didn't have anyone outside of Barrios that 
you felt confident in giving you five, six innings. I mean, that's what we've come to in baseball in the playoffs. You only want five, six good innings, but they couldn't even get that. So, Well, yeah, I think this- if you look at the, how the Rays constructed their team, I, I love the fact that they've got a bunch of guys who could all throw a couple of innings. But they have excellent starting pitching. I mean, when with Glass now, Morton, Blake Snell, they've got good pitching, man. I mean, you, you, they got three really good starters that you feel confident in. And spe- wouldn't, you, wouldn't you say that the Twins aren't dissimilar than the Yankees, though? The Yankees don't have great pitching. They don't, but when Severino's healthy, he's he can be a stud. I know he got bombed in the playoffs last year, but that was a, a big game the other day, and he was in trouble early on. I think had the bases loaded, no out, got out of it. So and he settled down. Tanaka is not what he was, but he's a guy that when his stuff is working, that can give you six really good innings. And Paxton is inconsistent, but when his stuff is on, he can be really good. So no, nah, the Yankees have w- uh, better pitching, starting pitching. The Yankees have the superior bullpen. So I think the Nationals Dodgers is a tremendous game tonight. I mean, that's a, a must-watch game. I mean, Bueller Strasburg. Uh, and, you mentioned uh, must-watch. Do you think people are watching? I would think so. It's a Wednesday night. There's no football on. It's NBA preseason. I mean, NHL is not a huge uh, sport that, especially in the regular season, unless you're a huge fan. And I know there's probably some, the hardcore hockey fans listening like, oh, no, I'd rather watch NHL. But, nah, this this is a game, even if you're an average baseball fan, you got to watch this game tonight. you got two of the best pitchers in baseball, the Dodgers storyline, a team that won 106 games that is on the precipice of potentially getting knocked out in the first round. So, yeah, this is a really good game, and I'm obviously rooting for the Dodgers. I uh, can't root for a team in the division, but Nationals I think, are good. I think they're all good games, to be quite honest with you. I think. No, I think, I think all three fl- games are good. Oh, I do too. I mean, Flaherty. I mean, Flaherty was one of the best pitchers in the second half, man. Uh, he, he was, was terrible really in the first half, by the way. Terrible. No, he was, but he was one of the best pitchers in the second half. He's one of the top young arms in the game. Uh, so, yeah, you have some really good young arms pitching today. Do you, do you then, really feel when, when a guy is so bad in the first half and so good in the second half that it's a mechanic thing, or do you think he just doesn't warm up well in April and May? It could be bad luck, too. I didn't look at the splits. You know, he could have had a bad batting average of balls in play. Uh, it, it could be the weather. There's a, several factors that could be uh, the, yeah. the problem. I usually think it's weather for some of those guys in the Caribbean countries. But uh... All right, we'll take a break. We'll get back to football because that's what we do here. We'll talk about football, guys that we like, maybe people that you could pick up and waiver wires. We'll talk about it when we return right after this. DailyRoto.com. Learn from the game's best DFS players. We don't just give you premier advice. We play every day. All major sports, all year round, we never stop. Industry-leading DFS tools and custom projections. And now, the DailyRoto.com Optimizer. In minutes, build an optimized lineup for cash games and tourneys. Learn from the game's best DFS players. Join DailyRoto.com. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slammed up as well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here 
both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is getting you ready for the 2024 NFL Draft. I'm your host, Andrew Levy, and I'll be delivering two shows a week to make sure you're caught up on the very latest NFL news, including every free agency move and how it changes the draft needs of your favorite team. Draft experts and talent scouts, mock drafts, and a few shock drafts, too. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is already on the clock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And guess what? So are we. Just in case you forgot, I'm Tori Deal. I'm a six-time finalist and a Challenge champion. And I'm Anissa Ferrer, and I've been gracing your screens for the last two decades. I am a veteran challenger and challenge all-star. And speaking of all-stars, All-Stars 4 is finally here. I'm going to be honest. I literally thought this day was never going to come. Well, the challenge gods have answered our prayers, and we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, redemption seekers, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. Anyone can win, relationships matter, and only one all-star will claim the title of challenge champion. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, we're back. We're full-time fantasy. Dr. Roto along with Adam Ronis. Check us out at fulltimefantasy.com. And, of course, today, Ronis, you and I both have articles at si.com backslash fantasy. Yes, uh, my Stockwatch article went up this morning. And my Start Sit article was uh, is, is buried somewhere on that page, but I promise you it's there. I couldn't find it at first, but it, uh, it was somewhere. Uh, yeah, thank you for sharing it to me. At least it's there. You know what I, I'm telling you, you know when I usually know it's there is when I get see like a thousand tweets of people, you know, and uh, retweeting and retweeting and stuff like that. Yeah, there were no tweets that went out today. I guess the social media teams uh, taking the day off. Yeah, I can't work every day, right? Wow. Some of us can starting at uh, 6 a.m. <laughs> You're free. You, you used to do a 6 a.m. radio show. Oh, man. Don't How did you me. even do that, dude? I, honestly, I have no idea. I go back and I remember waking up like 4 a.m. and traveling into the city. And boy, I don't know how I did it all those years because I am a night owl and I uh, enjoy staying up to the late. Again. Were there ever nights that you didn't go to bed and you just went straight through? Yeah. No, there were. There were a couple of times I'd be in bed and I couldn't fall asleep and I'd look and then it was 2.30 and I'm like, all right, well, what's the point of going to sleep for an hour and a half? Because you just feel worse. So I would just say, all right, I'm going to take a 3.30 bus, get into the city early, get something to eat, and you know, then just once the show's over, come home and freaking crash. Who, who do you see at 3.30 on a bus, Ronis? It can't be good. Uh, no, you know, some people that have to go to work early. It wasn't actually that bad. I mean, believe it or not, a train at like 5 a.m. is still packed. I know. It's crazy. What about when you did uh, working with, with Scout from 6 to 7 a.m.? Was that brutal or was that better because it was at home? That still wasn't great, but yeah, at least you're home because, you know, you can get up 540, make your coffee, and then uh, that's it. Uh, you go on for an hour. Were you able to go back to bed? 
Ah, uh, yes. It might take a little while because usually after I do a show, there's an adrenaline rush and I'm kind of fired up. So you do stay up for a little bit and then, you know, maybe sleep for a couple hours, wake back up and start working. That happened with the midnight show, and I used to do the midnight show from 12 to 2. When, you, when the show's over, you can't go to bed, right? You're still revved up, so it would be like 3.15. I finally get into bed, and then I used to have to wake up at like 8 a.m. and drive my kids to school. It was brutal. Brutal. Yeah, I don't know. I just never am able to go right to sleep after a show, even shows at night. Just can't. I just You're just kind of wired, and you're energized for a couple hours, and... I just can't crash right after. No, it was hard. It, it was actually easier during football season because there were always a lot of calls and people, no matter what time you're on, would ask you questions. But like January and February at midnight, you know who's calling you? Nobody. Yeah, I mean, that's like the slowest time in fantasy sports. I mean, we got fantasy football playoffs, but not as many people participate in that. It's the middle of the NBA, NHL season. Uh, it's kind of quiet for baseball, especially the last couple of years at the free agency. So, yeah, it's usually the slowest time. Yeah. So, all right. So let's take a look at some, a couple of players here, Adam. Um, maybe some wide receivers that I wanted to look at. Uh, Kiki QT against the, the, the Chiefs. Good spot. You like him this week? It- Don't love him. I mean, a lot's going to depend on Kenny Stills, but he still only played. He played less than 50% of the snaps last week. I know he had three receptions, but uh, no, it's not a great spot here. Uh, I know it should be a high-scoring game. Uh, I like him a little bit better if Stills is there, but still didn't do enough last week. And I know a lot of it was because Fuller had 16 targets, but not not a great spot. Is DJ Chark in a good spot this week against the Saints? I mean, I would think he sees Lattimar who has been better the last couple weeks, but I I think you just got to keep playing him, man. I mean, he has five touchdowns. He scored in every game except one. The one game he didn't score, there was a touchdown taken back due to penalty, and they actually moved him in the slot last week to get away from Bradbury. So if the coaches are going to continue to scheme and get him moved around so he avoids the tougher matchup, uh, that's a good sign. So, yeah, I think you play Chark this week. Yeah, I do too. What about Calvin Ridley? Well, I mean, he's got all kinds of talent, but Hooper always gets his because he's buddies with Ryan. Julio is always due for a big game. Could this be the week? But Ridley's just very inconsistent. He is, and he made a comment when they played the Colts that I thought was really eye-opening, and I don't know if a lot of people saw it, but he said he couldn't solve his own defense. And I was surprised that an NFL player say, said that because now teams are going to be aware of that. So... I know he was banged up a little bit, too, and on the injury report with a hip. But this is what's going to be with Ridley. The one good thing, though, is this offense is just passing a ton. They can't run the ball. They're falling behind because their defense sucks. Ryan's on pace for over 700 yards. So Ridley's pretty much kind of a wide receiver three every week. And you know there are going to be weeks you put him in, and he just gives you nothing because you got Sanu, you got Julio, you got Hooper, and even the backs. I mean – the backs combined, I think, for 10 or 11 receptions last week. I think Freeman had five. Edel Smith had six. He had six, yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, but this is a great matchup this week. So, yeah, I mean, really is a wide receiver three this week. I think I really like Julio. You know how he has one's week every year where it's like 220 yards? This could yeah. be the week. It should be. I mean, you know, his owners have been disappointed. His target shares went down. I saw it's at 19%. That's insane. Like, how is Julio not at 25 to 30%? So, that's uh, certainly a disappointment if you're a Julio Jones owner, but this does look like a, a great week for him. 
So there's some rumor out there that Emmanuel Sanders is going to get traded by Denver. Do you think, I mean, would you go buy into Cortland Sutton right now? Would I what? Buy into Cortland Sutton. I already do before. I mean, this guy's been really good. He's getting red zone threats, so I don't think it matters uh, whatever happens with Sanders. I mean, Sutton looks like a stud. So, I mean, if someone doesn't believe in him, I think – I think it was last week in the stock watch I wrote about him saying, you know, he's the real deal if you can get him because he's still not a he's not a household name um, for those that maybe are the casual players. But, yeah, I mean, uh, Sutton, I think, is uh, the real deal. Yeah, well, I mean, do you think he's a guy that can be a wide receiver one? I like him more as a wide receiver two. I think that's what makes him pretty successful because, you know, the best guys cover Sanders and he has the better, uh, you know, opening. Uh, not always. It depends. Sanders is in the slot a lot. So, you know, he's still going to get some good corners, but he's got the size, uh, the ability to go downfield, big red zone threat too. They're looking for him a lot, the red zone. Can we cut Nicole Hardman? Cause I think we might be able to, I don't want to do it yet, but I think we're getting close in more shallow formats. I mean, I still think in the high stakes leagues, I wouldn't because what if Hill comes back and gets hurt again? Uh, Watkins is banged up, although that probably it looks like it's going to benefit Pringle more because once Hill's back, I think Hardman will definitely see fewer snaps. So I think it depends on the format. But with 20 roster spots, I'm pro- I have him in, in, in our GST league, and I'm not cutting him. There's just not a lot on the waiver wire to cut for him. Well, that's true, right? I mean, what, who, who are you going to pick up? Uh, there's nobody really out there that, that we love. Let me ask you, you mentioned yesterday about Robbie Anderson, and I love the talent. I love the speed, but I find that he is like a one or two player game guy who who makes a big splash, but he's not consistent. What do you like about him moving forward? No, I think he will be more consistent. Uh, I think he will get the football, and especially with Darnold back starting this week, I think it's really going to help the offense. They got Le'Veon Bell in the backfield now that commands so much attention, so the defense has to worry about him. So, you didn't Jamison Crowder have twenty eight catches week one? Yeah, it was the Bills though. You know, and he was uh, so a lot of Tredavious White. So I think that's why, is that, you know, Crowder was just open more and they were trying to get rid of the ball quick. Uh, so Crowder's going to get the volume, but I think Anderson is more of the big play threat. So uh, would, you, I, I, would you trade for him? If I can get him cheap, yeah. Their schedule right. is, is, is nice going forward. It's the Jets, dude. I, it doesn't matter. I mean, we saw last year. I mean, can they get any worse than they've been now? I mean, we can't even start them. But I know they got the Patriots uh, next week, so that sucks. But then they got Jacksonville, the Dolphins, the Giants, the Redskins, the Dolphins again. So it's a nice schedule there upcoming. They could win four games. Two Dolphins, a Giant, and a Redskin. Boom. Yeah, no, they can. I don't know if they want to at this point, but yeah, they can. Would you, <laughs> aren't you better off going for like the number two overall pick? Yeah, I mean, from a Jets fan's perspective, sure, but they don't think about like that that player. I do. If you're going to suck, I want to really suck. Yeah, but if you're a player playing for a paycheck, a lot of these guys are playing for next year. You know, outside of the top guys, you can't think like that. They got oh, they got the Raiders too. Although the Raiders are a lot better, they got the Bengals, the Ravens, who are not Ravens are so overrated defensively. I don't know if people realize this. They are not good at all defensively. But you like them this? I like them this week though against Cincinnati. As a streamer? Yeah, going to sack him five times. You can, yeah. I do think the Bengals uh, put up some points in this game. Maybe, but I mean, you know Andy Dalton's going to get throw at least two picks and get sacked at least three times. He could, but I'm saying this is a defense. You know, usually you used to see the Ravens on the schedule last year. Oh, no, I don't want to play them. Don't feel that way at all this year. Not scared of them at all.
No, I, I almost wanted to cut them this week, but I couldn't cut them because they had the Bengals. And the Jets get the Bills the second time in Week 17. Uh, this schedule, is, it's nice, man. Uh, yeah, I, I, I know it looks bad now, but that's the part of buying low. You're taking players with their assets down. People see the Jets' offense. The perception is they stink. It's going to get better for them. It, it is. I mean, they were, come on, man. They had Luke Falk out there. What are you going to do with Luke Falk at quarterback? You're, most teams, you go to your third-string quarterback – you're not going to do anything. I think they were better with Luke Falk than their number two guy. Who was that number two guy before he got hurt? Simeon. Like, I was terrible. Yeah, I mean, and he didn't even last that long. He got last hurt quarter. against the Browns. Yeah, last quarter. Do you think Darren Fells is worth anything? Because he's a real big target. No, because Aikens is there too. And, you know, it's going to be hit or miss. You know, you're relying on touchdowns. So. I don't think so. I mean, there's just better tight ends. You know, people do this a lot. A tight end has, you know, a touchdown or two. They chase it. They pick him up, and then he never really does much the rest of the way. One of my leagues has Josh Allen available. How many roster spots? It's a it's an online championship, but the problem oh, really? is mm. I think I have Kyla Murray and Dak. Yeah, that happens to me too, where you have two good quarterbacks and someone's available, and you just don't you don't even want to put in a bid because it's not worth it. You don't want to hold three quarterbacks. I know, I, and I trust me, I want Josh Allen. I, I like his uh, matchups the next few weeks, but I just don't even know what I would do with him. Who am it's, I going to cut? Dak. Yeah, it's really difficult to hold three quarterbacks, especially now with the bye weeks coming up. We got four teams on bye this week. Uh, it's really, really difficult. I, I just don't want to do it. You know, if you have, if you have like, if your quarterbacks now are like Dalton and someone else because you got screwed and you're in a league and Allen's out there, that's different. Then yeah, you bid aggressively. But if you have Dak and Kyler Murray, there's you just can't bid on Josh Allen. I didn't pay attention yet, Adam. I just do it week to week. Is there a week where there's like six teams on by? Yeah, um, I don't know what week it is. Um, I have a schedule here. Let me see. Because usually it's like two teams, four teams. Is there? Yeah, one week back? ten. Week ten yeah. has six teams on by. Who's on by that week? Uh, Broncos, Texans, Jags, Pats, Eagles, Redskins. Wow. And then is there another one like that? Actually, no. So week ten is the one bad week for people. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's a week if you actually don't have a lot of guys off, you can take advantage. Yeah, I mean, you, you'll definitely get an advantage that week. There's two 4 o'clock games that week, too. I don't like the two 4 Who's the two 4 o'clock games? I like it if the Cowboys are one of them, like last week. Although, that was not a fun game to watch. That Oh, my. Miami-Indianapolis. Yes. And Rams-Pittsburgh. Well, that game, I think they probably thought was we could go when the season started. And the Sunday, yeah, they did. I, you would have thought that, too, with Rossberg. And the Sunday night game is Minnesota at Dallas. That's a good game. Yeah. I'd Dallas, watch that one. Yeah, Dallas, uh, they, they're always involved in a lot of national games. They always have been. Wouldn't you say Dallas is the mo- Dallas and New England are the most? Uh... Yeah, Dallas just, they have fans across the country and they draw. Oh, my. So, wait, they're, they, they're, they're, they're a Sunday night game in week seven. Mm-hmm. They're the Monday night game in week nine. Thanksgiving. Week 10, they're at their Sunday night game. Oh, my goodness, man. Thursday, Thanksgiving, right? Week 12? Yeah, yeah. And then, you know, the week after Thanksgiving, just like last year, they play Thursday night football. Again. Two weeks in a row? Yes. Well, well, because Thanksgiving is afternoon, and it's three teams. But they, they last year, the same thing. That's when they beat the Saints, the week after Thanksgiving on a Thursday night. This year, they I play the Bears that. Thursday night. Yeah. Really? Two Thursdays in a row? That's kind of weird for your body. Maybe it's good. Maybe it's a good thing, though, for the Cowboys. Yeah, it is. Well, it's good for me. I get to see them in uh, one game. I like to see them isolated.
so you can concentrate on uh, yes. how good your team is. Yeah, and then lose uh, a lot of blood pressure. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <high> stress. <laughs> exactly. All right, we'll be back right after this. DailyRoto.com. Learn from the game's best DFS players. We don't just give you premier advice. We play every day. All major sports, all year round, we never stop. Industry-leading DFS tools and custom projections. And now, the DailyRoto.com Optimizer. In minutes, build an optimized lineup for cash games and tourneys. Learn from the game's best DFS players. Join DailyRoto.com. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rock the baby to sleep and slam dunk. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is getting you ready for the 2024 NFL Draft. I'm your host, Andrew Levy, and I'll be delivering two shows a week to make sure you're caught up on the very latest NFL news, including every free agency move and how it changes the draft needs of your favorite team. Draft experts and talent scouts, mock drafts, and a few shock drafts, too. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is already on the clock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And guess what? So are we. Just in case you forgot, I'm Tori Deal. I'm a six-time finalist and a Challenge champion. And I'm Anissa Ferreira, and I've been gracing your screens for the last two decades. I am a veteran challenger and Challenge All-Star. And speaking of All-Stars, All-Stars 4 is finally here. I'm going to be honest. I literally thought this day was never going to come. Well, the Challenge Gods have answered our prayers, and we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, redemption seekers, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. Anyone can win, relationships matter, and only one all-star will claim the title of Challenge Champion. Listen to MTV's official Challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. We are back, FullTimeFantasy.com. Go to FullTimeFantasy.com. Enter the promo code ROTO50 or RONUS50 for 50% off your first two months. All right, Adam, is there any, any player? I, I got a guy for you this week. I've just been thinking about this. I think the Vikings are in a good spot this week. I kind of like them. 
mean, they should be. I mean, this is a Eagles defense that has been really good against the run. I don't think they give up on Dalvin Cook, and they can still get him involved in the passing game. But you got to think this should be a week where Kirk Cousins is going to have to throw. You know, everyone has pretty much exploited that Eagles secondary this year outside of the Jets and that third-string quarterback last week. But you would think this could be a Kirk Cousins week, uh, and you got to hope and cross your fingers that uh, Stephon Diggs gets some targets this week. I do think it's a more of a Diggs week than a Thielen week. Am I? Am I? Because I mean, don't the Eagles have a couple of big injuries in their secondary? Yeah, I mean, it's been a problem for them this year. So uh, still, I mean, I don't think Diggs is a must start just because even la- last week was a good matchup and he had four targets. So. I mean, well, I'm probably, you, you can't use the words must start with digs anymore ever. No, definitely not. No. I mean, I have them in two leagues. One's an online championship league. So pretty much there. And uh, I only have, I have one team that's loaded at receiver. If I had digs on that team, I would not start him. But uh, the other league I have him, I have issues. So he'll be in. And then the other league, I have some decent alternatives, but uh, I'm probably going to start him this week because of the matchup. I like, a, I, I, I think there are some decent matchups this week, even though there are some teams on by. I like the Cardinals and the Falcons. I think that could be a high-scoring game, too. Oh, it should be. I mean, both defenses are bad. Uh, Cardinals playing at a very high pace. Falcons passing a ton. Uh, that over-under is 51.5, so definitely looks like a high-scoring game this week. Are there any games that I'm missing? That, uh, you know, I think those... The, not the, I don't think Chief, the Vikings... Chiefs, well, Texans. Yeah, yeah, that's going to be a, what, 60-burger? Well, it should be uh, 54 over under. It did open at 55 and a half. 55 and a half. That's a, yeah, we, but it's we, at 54 actually, now. But we've seen a lot of lower numbers this year than last year. Have you noticed that? Yeah, it's true. I mean, we got some low numbers this week. I mean, Titans-Broncos is 39 and a half. That's a game no one's going to touch. 39 and a half. That, that game really could be like 17 to 6 or something redu- redu- ridiculous like that. Well, it's the Titans on the road, so maybe they put up 30. They're 2 and 1 on the road, both wins on the road, and they're a very unpredictable team, so you never know with them. Good point, Ronos. All right, guys, this is Dr. Roto saying be well, take care. Keep it right here for another hour of full time fantasy with Adam Ronas when we return right after this. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is getting you ready for the 2024 NFL Draft. 
I'm your host, Andrew Levy, and I'll be delivering two shows a week to make sure you're caught up on the very latest NFL news, including every free agency move and how it changes the draft needs of your favorite team. Draft experts and talent scouts, mock drafts, and a few shock drafts, too. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is already on the clock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.